Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boxing fans worldwide. I'm going to continue with the Lifeblood of Boxing series. I wanted to do another coverage because I haven't done one in a while, and that's on purpose because I wanted to let it marinate. And then I've got a whole list of fighters that I'm going to go through, but I figured it's time for me to cover another fighter. And I, I want to celebrate this one, but I want to be candid and clear up front. This is one where I haven't followed his career very much because he is, by and large, as they call a British world champion. So he's fought overseas and he's a two-time champion, but over in the UK, he is not a world champion. He has not held world championship gold. And as a result, he has not had as much exposure outside of the United States. In fact, he's never fought outside of the UK and Gibraltar, which is part of you know Europa. So I have not had a chance to watch many of his fights simply because he has not come overseas. However, I'm aware of him and what he's done from certain signature fights and the aftermath watching it. And his name is Ted Cheeseman, AKA the big cheese. This guy right here has the probably one of the silliest names in all of boxing right next to Sam Eggington and Francisco Lezzi and others. But he doesn't, his name belies the warrior spirit of this guy. If you look at his history of fights, he has always gone to war. I would say arguably every single fight he has gone to war. And for the most part, it's going to end with a decisive victory or a decisive loss because he goes down swinging. That's just how he is. And if you look at the quality of guys that he has lost to, arguably, Again, this is all about the UK, not overseas, but with respect to the UK, he has lost to a who's who of fighters. He has never lost to somebody who is, you know, on, on the decline or a lesser known fighter or any of that kind of stuff. Every single fighter he's ever lost to had to take him out either with a clear, decisive, you know, outbox or they had to knock him out to get him out of there. He's only been knocked out one time. He's only had, he's been a draw once, and that draw, again, took place in the UK. That's against Kieran Conway. Kieran Conway is, I would consider, at the top, again, of the UK boxing circuit because he has infrequently lost, similar with guys like Sergio Garcia. Sergio Gar- Garcia went overseas to fight Ted Cheeseman. That took place back in 2019, and in the O2 arena and Sergio Garcia is one of the top quality fighters. I would argue and I, I struggle to know why he he's fought in the U S recently, or he's about to, but he has not fought outside of Spain historically, except for that one fight with Ted Cheeseman. So this may be the breakout moment for Sergio Garcia. And he might be a fighter you want to keep an eye on as well, but just to call out the fight with him and Ted Cheeseman again, Arguably, when you have someone like Cheeseman who's just a come-forward fighter who's going to do whatever he can to try to win the fight, that means you have to be somewhat top quality because he's one that you either have to get him out of there because if you don't get him out of there, he's either going to stop you, you know, make you quit, knock you out, or outbox you. Whatever it takes, this guy's uh, Cheeseman is going to do what he's got to do. And so for Sergio, and he was the first one to beat Cheeseman, to pull that off meant he's a tough fighter. Now, people have said that, hey, Cheeseman, we think he's on the decline. I don't agree as at this point that he's on the decline. He's very early, actually, in his career. He's only in his mid-20s. He still has a lot ahead of him. And if he keeps up 
and refines his craft and kind of gets smarter about his fight style. That's not to say to tone it down, but just get smarter about it because what tends to happen against Cheeseman is that because you know he's a warrior and he's going to come after you, basically anybody who is a skilled boxer is going to beat him, and anybody who's got power will eventually catch him and knock him out, which is what has happened. However, I'm going to call out his warrior spirit for what it is. He's one of those guys who is helping keep the sport of boxing alive with the way that he goes in there and tries to not only entertain the fans, but his goal is to get a W, get his hand raised, and he's doing it in a way that's designed to be exciting for everybody there. That helps keep the sport alive, and that's a lost science in my opinion. Plus, he is helping expose other fighters, expose in a good way, expose to the world other fighters that are also quality up-and-comers like a Sergio Garcia, uh, other fighters who were thought to be lesser fighters like a Sam Eggington. And, of course, with Sam Eggington, he beat Eggington. That was a war. That was one of the best fights you'll ever see. If you get a chance to watch that fight online, I, I strongly recommend it. Eggs and cheese, Sam Eggington versus Ted Cheeseman. Watch that fight. It's a war. And, again, helping to showcase new up-and-coming fighters. And this is all taking place, by the way, at 154, predominantly. 154 is his weight class of choice. So there's not very much happening at 154 right now. You've got very few fighters that stand out, and most of the ones that are there, like a Jamal Char, excuse me, Jamal Charlo, uh, Arizlani Lara, um, and some others that have recently gone up, you don't have very much activity or static going on at 154, which means that 154 is ripe for the picking if he can get an opportunity to fight over the pond in the United States and get more mainstream exposure. I just think a lot of the unknown with him is just the fact that he's only ever fought in the UK. Like even guys like Chris Eubank and Nigel Ben eventually had to knuckle up and go fight overseas in order to get known. Same with Nassim Hamed. So I, you know, with a lot of the British fighters, they could be as good as they want to get. But until you fight in the United States, it's going to be hard for you to make a case for being a great fighter. Now, once you build that reputation, either overseas or in the United States or in the UK, once you've built that reputation, then you can kind of say, okay, now let's start diversifying. So I'll go back to Steve Collins as a good example. Steve Collins started his career, even though he's from Ireland, started his career in the United States, built up a record in the United States, ran into Mike McCallum. Mike McCallum beats him. Mike McCallum is a solid quality fighter. He had nothing to be ashamed of with that loss because Mike McCallum was arguably at the top of his game at certain points of the career. And then guys like Reggie Johnson, again, a top quality. That was a close fight. Um, I say it was a close fight. When he then gets a streak after he has only a select few losses, he gets a streak and is able to beat Chris Eubank and Nigel Ben twice. The second tie with Nigel Ben, stopping, making Nigel Ben quit, basically, stopping Nigel Ben the first time. So Nigel Ben got blown out. At least Eubank was competitive and got to the final bell both times. But with Collins, the point is, is that he started in the United States, and as a result, he was able to generate enough of a, a buzz about him to where when he eventually fought Mike McCallum, which gave him more mainstream exposure, he starts getting more and more fights, and I say he goes down as one of the greats. That's what I would like to see out of Cheeseman is he gets that one overseas fight in the United States that helps him stand out in a crowd, of a very dull 154 
because I think he's one of the best fighters in 154 right now. It's just that nobody even knows the guy exists, and that's sad. Because, again, he's one of those select few fighters I keep talking about in the Lifeblood series that's actually working to try to help keep the sport alive of what it was intended to be, which is two guys going in there, actively trying to win the fight, actively fighting and engaging. This is not to say that you have to be a you know windmill slugger, just rather that you're trying to win the fight and not passive or backed off or whatnot. So, again, that's... Ted Cheeseman, the big cheese. He fights out of the UK primarily right now. I would love to see that change. I've talked about fighters that I, I think are recommended to watch their fights when and if you get a chance because they embody the spirit of what boxing used to be. And they arguably are the lifeblood of boxing. First, Deontay, first, uh, excuse me, Sean Porter. Second, Deontay Wilder. Now, Ted, Ted Cheeseman. Check him out when you get a chance.